and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. Hey, it's our 250th episode this week. Can't believe I made it past five episodes, let alone reach 250. Want to thank everyone who has listened to at least one of the previous 249 episodes. If I keep getting guests and people want to listen, I'm going to keep doing them. So thanks again. This week's no different. I have the legendary Adrian Barbo. And everyone has something different that they remember her by. She was original Rizzo in Broadway's Grease, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Also celebrating its 50th anniversary this year is Maud, and she played Maud's daughter on the Norman Lear show back in the 70s. Creep Show, The Fog, Swamp Thing, Escape from New York. The list goes on and on. Comedies, Cannonball Run, Vanessa, Ronnie Dangerfield's wife, in Back to School, voiceover work. She was the voice of Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, in Batman Animated Series. Battle of the Network Stars, which I love. We talked about that. Talked about some of the game shows. She's an author. Even did soap operas for a while because, frankly, she could. We had some fun with her. I kind of quizzed her on some of the shows that she guest starred on to see if she remembered all of them. Adrian, super nice woman. I really enjoyed my conversation with her, and I hope you do as well. So, Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're almost approaching two years now with this pandemic. Um, what did like the last two years been like for you? I've been very fortunate in that I have been able to continue working throughout. And um, I, I certainly didn't, I mean, lost friend, lost people. Right. Um, but I certainly didn't experience it in the way so many have. Um, I did, well, I did Cowboy Bebop. Okay, yep. Which was, which was filmed in New Zealand. Oh, and wow. Okay. So uh, I went over for six weeks and spent two weeks in, in heavy duty quarantine. You know, the hotel was uh, managed by, it was a, a great, I think it was a Sheraton or a Hyatt or something, but it was managed by the, uh, by the military. Okay. And so it was a heavy quarantine. Uh, nobody came in the room. We, you know, changed our own sheets and ordered right. food online and they left it outside the door. But then once we got out of there, New Zealand was wide open. This was right about the time of our debates. I got back right in time to vote. So it was, oh, perfect. you know, a year ago and uh, a little more than a year ago. And then um, I, I was able to do an episode of American Horror Story. Okay. But primarily, I, um, when I'm not filming something, and I, I, did do, I just did another uh, film just last week. But when I'm not filming, I do video captioning for the blind for okay. many television series, streaming series, movies. Um, uh, and that is something that I can do from my home. Um, and so, you know, it, that it, it didn't affect me too much in, right. in, in, in that way. Right. Uh, I, you know, certainly had to cut down on, I didn't see my family up in Northern California, my sister and brother-in-law and my nieces, my grand nieces and nephews. For, for almost two years, and wow. that was hard. But, right. um, but 
I've been fortunate and I know I'm fortunate. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, keep, keep, keeping safe. Right. I, I mean, did lose one. I did, I did have to cancel plans that I had made with a very, very close girlfriend because she was not comfortable getting vaccinated. And okay. uh, I couldn't, and you know, I couldn't, couldn't be with her. Right. So, and we, so, but other than that, we're getting through it. Yeah. I mean, there, obviously there's never a good time to have a pandemic, but even if we had this like 10, 15 years ago, just the technology, you know, of, yes. yeah. work or even like, you know, with FaceTime and Zoom and Skype, you're able to see your relatives. At least, you know, that helps a little bit rather than just yes. talking with them on the phone. Yes. So at least, you know, that helps because a lot of people wouldn't be able to, you know, to like survive, you know, just with the, yes. you know, the boredom and just the anxiety and, and everything like that. So I'm at least oh, and then the other thing, helps. and I totally, I totally forgot about this. Uh, I, I co-wrote a book during okay. this, this period. <laughs> when you said a Zoom meeting, it, it prompted my memory. Right. Yeah. So I kept it busy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there's really no, like, you know, in between during this, either people really suffered or people thrived. And it seems like you, you thrived during the pandemic. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't wish it. <laughs> We wouldn't right. wish it on anybody, but, right. you know, but um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of milestones coming up. Uh, this is at the 50th anniversary of the Broadway version of Greece, right? That, that you start on. Yes, and, and that is the book that I just finished working on. It will be out on June 8th. Okay. It's, you can pre-order it on Amazon already. Right. It's called, it's called Greece, Tell Me More, Tell Me More. And um, it is a collection of stories and memories and photographs from over a hundred uh, actors and musicians and crew members who appeared in the original Broadway show and then in the uh, national companies. You know, people like Travolta and right. um, Mary Lou Henner and names that you would recognize yeah. and other names that you won't. But um, uh, and it's. Uh, we've just started getting our first reviews and it, and and people are loving it so it kept me busy for the year and a half right <laughs> i couldn't leave the house and uh and it'll be honoring the 50th anniversary of greece yeah was it hard to track down some of the actors who played in the show oh we got as i said we got stories from more than 100 of the actors Johnny Travolta sent several stories. Mary Lou Henner, um, who else would you know? There's stories about Patrick Swayze, about okay, right. Richard Gere, yeah. all of the, all of you know, Barry Boswick, all right. of the original, all of the original cast contributed. It it was prompted by a Zoom meeting that we had uh, almost two years ago. We organized. And my original thought about it was, oh, I'm going to last about 45 minutes, you know, on a Zoom, right. Zoom meeting. Uh, and four hours later, we were all still telling stories and laughing and crying and stories that I had never heard because I left the show fairly early on. Um, and when we hung up, I thought, you know, this is a book. I mean, people would, these stories are wonderful. They're just, yeah. they're just wonderful. They're moving, they're funny, they're interesting. And, and um, 
So I, uh, I sent out an email and I said, what do you guys think? And then uh, the fellow who had directed the original show, uh, Tom Moore, contacted me and he said, I, I've had this idea for a long time. And I said, well, then you go ahead and work on it. He said, no, 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 we got to do it together. Right. We brought in Ken Waisman, who was the original producer. Uh, because he had a great memory and uh, he had the rights to a lot of the photos. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, and we we put it together. What is it about the show that just has had this lasting impression for 50 years? Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I, I, and I know that I've never seen the show since I did it. Okay. And so, and I certainly know that it has changed a lot. The theatrical productions right. bear very little resemblance to the original, you know. But um, I mean, I suppose every teenager can relate to it. Even yeah. the, even the, the first performances, which were much more raw and raunchy, and uh, you know, um, we've got a, a story in there of, about when. One of the tours went down south and um, the theater owner came out and said, you know, you have to do the clean version of this. And they all looked at each other and thought, what's the clean version? You exactly. Know? Right. <laughs> yeah. And so they were trying to find substitute words for all of the language you use, we use then. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm glad that, that it still resonates. Well, yeah. maybe now it's not resonating so much. There's a whole backlash about, oh, you know, the this is this is not appropriate in today's day and age, but people still love it. Yeah. I mean you can actually you can go back on any show more than 20 years and, and yes. nitpick and find something. Just yes. enjoy enjoy it for what it is, is entertainment. <laughs> and you know, it's it's that's what frustrates me about a lot of yeah. things like that. Now, was there ever talk of you like reprising the role of uh, Rizzo in the movie? No, never. Um, maybe for two reasons. I was doing mod. I didn't even right. know they were making a movie. Yeah. But um, the Alan Carr, who produced the film, am I am I getting this right? Yeah, Alan Carr uh, was uh, Stockard Channing's manager. Oh, okay. And the story I've read is that she went in and, and auditioned and, you know, and really persuaded him that she was right for the role. And uh, mm -hmm. they, they never came to me. I mean, I was too old to be doing it. You know, <laughs> we were all too old to be doing it when we did it. Of course. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and then the movie was like, what, three or four years later. So. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, Stocker did a tremendous job, but she was like double the age of what a high school senior was. <laughs> but, but, you know, you, you, you but, basically suspend reality there you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right and then another anniversary coming up is uh mod the debut of mod came out 50 years ago and uh fantastic show i mean like the world needs a mod now more than ever it's it's amazing how a lot of the issues during the show are still going on today you know 50 years later it's i i think the word isn't necessarily amazing but sad stressing yeah. you know, distressing and disturbing and frightening. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. I never thought, I didn't realize Mod opened the same, I mean, Mod mm. went on the air the same year that Greece opened because uh, I went right from Greece to Mod. And right. so, yeah, this will be our 50th anniversary. We, yeah. we, uh, we started rehearsals in July of 1972 and went on the air in September of 72. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And boy, 
a lot has changed and not for the better. Right. It's, it's true. You know? it really, yeah. And what is it about? I mean, cause I don't want to date myself, but I wasn't, uh, I was alive. I think the last two seasons, but I, I wasn't watching it then. So I mean, I've seen the reruns, you know, throughout, throughout the years, but like, what was it about the show that just like drew people to it, like for and against it? Um, well, for it, you know, I, I would say it was funny. I mean, yeah. in the first place, it was funny. Right. It was. it was dealing with it was dealing with important topics, socially significant topics, whether it was manic depression or alcoholism or abortion or uh, um, homosexuality. Or I mean, we you know Norman Lear, who produced it, uh, was uh, he had the facility for presenting his point of view or his message in a way that was palatable to all audiences, you know, whether you were liberal or conservative and, and there weren't so many, it wasn't such a black and white uh, difference in those days. Um, you know, if you don't hit people over the head, if you make them laugh, then maybe you'll make them think, or maybe you'll just entertain them. But I think that's what it was. I was very proud to be a part of the show because we were dealing with things that were important. Um, many people were turned off by B's character. You know, many people would say, oh my God, she's just like my aunt or right. my mother or that, I'm seeing yeah. my mother, you know? Right. And a lot of them were, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't wanna watch that woman. You know? <laughs> And it's yeah, funny, yeah, because yeah, you look at it, like, you know, with Maude and then Archie Bunker, you know, both created by Norman Lear, right. just two, you know, polar opposites, you know, and you can both, you know, draw a laugh from, from both of them. And it's just it's amazing yes. what, what, you know, Norman Lear can do with that. Yes. Yeah. 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 But on to the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I've spoken to people who've worked with B before and everyone has a certain like, you know, B story like on set, you know, she hated the gum chewing or she wore like flip flops on the set. That was like, I don't know if she did that with more, but I know she did that with the Golden Girls. Do you have oh, any yes. like particular like B story that kind of stood out? I mean, there is a general story that I always tell that, I mean, she was just the most giving actor you could ever ask for and and the most professional and one thing that has always stuck in my mind uh especially when i went on to guest star on other series uh, other sitcoms and things is that b was the first one up from the table to go and greet a guest artist whether they had five lines or whether it was john wayne you know she right she would get up and go greet them and bring them to the table. And, you know, maybe the producer would introduce them to everybody, but B was very, just very warm and loving in that way. The, the, the one story that I, I, the other thing that I think of when I think about B is um, when we, we did our first season at CBS Studios, uh, CBS Television Studios, uh, and we had a commissary and everything. But our second season we did at uh, another television studio, I think it was 
KTLA or KTTV or something, I don't remember. But we only had, we had a kitchen in our rehearsal hall. There was no commissary in the whole, in the whole, on the whole lot. And B taught me that the only way you eat hard boiled eggs is with Tabasco sauce on them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> if I'm going to eat a hard boiled egg, I've got to have Tabasco sauce or Cholula or some, right. you know, spicy red pepper sauce. <laughs> That sounds good. I got to try that. I usually put hot sauce on my scrambled <laughs> eggs. I haven't tried anything with, with my hard boiled eggs. I got to try that. That sounds actually really good. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And you, you mentioned CBS and I got to talk about this, the um, battle of the network stars. I used to love those shows. Oh, um, you, you, you can't, you, I know they tried bringing it back a couple of years ago. It's just not the same. Just to have all those stars just, do, you know, do those events. And I, I know you did it uh, at least once, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple more times, but what was that experience like? All I really remember was driving home from Malibu after the, I don't know if it was the first day or the second day, and I could barely get my foot <laughs> off the gas onto right. the brake. And I thought to myself, Adrienne, it's time to start going to the gym because right. <laughs> it just wiped me out. Um, I mean, you know, if you look at it now and if I look at it now, it's obvious. With, uh, oh, let's have these little sex along with our athletic prowess. But right. I was there. To, I was there to play the games. I was there to win. I don't think I ever did. Right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lousy swimmer. Yeah. I can't run for, for you know, yeah. anything. But, uh, but I mean, I was there to compete. And uh, so they were great fun in that way and getting to, you know, see all the other people that we were on the air with, mm -hmm. but maybe had never worked with because they were in a different studio or, you know, filming at a different right. time. So they were, I think they were, I mean, it was fun the first day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I did more than one. I, I, I really don't know. Right. Because uh, I, I know I you. Remember that moment when I right. thought, oh my God, you know, my legs were so tired. Yeah. Then I, you went up against, I think it was Karen Grassel, like the the obstacle course, you know, who played. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Caroline <laughs> Ingalls. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, th I think she just beat you because I think you had an issue like doing I'm monkey sure bars or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure everybody beat me. I was, you know, I'm very strong. Right. But I'm not. And there was a time when I used to play uh, racquetball. I wasn't okay. terribly good, but right. uh, but I, <laughs> I'm very strong. I mean, I spent this morning carrying four 50 pound boxes out of out of my garage into my car and then into right. another car and all of that but i'm not very fast yeah and i'm just not very athletic right how did how did they determine like which events did they just uh like a sign up sheet did they you know recruit people how, how so. no i i don't that i really don't remember but i can't imagine that there was a sign up sheet right. i think they just all said you're doing the this yeah. and you're doing that and right i mean i assume they asked us if we could swim yeah I, well, that's true <laughs> I, I do think i might have done a swimming thing but yeah you did yeah um yeah did i <laughs> so. yeah and then i saw uh it was another show the celebrity bowling Oh, you know, I don't remember that at all. And the only reason I know that I did it is I still have 
the bowling ball that they gave me. Okay. <laughs> they made it for me. Wow. And it's got my name on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I don't, uh, I don't remember that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the game shows you did? Like the $20,000 pyramid? I did not remember until I worked with um, Joanne Worley on okay. a, a, a fundraiser. Oh, maybe, I don't know, nine or 10 years ago. Right. And she reminded we, me that we had done the pilot for the gong show. Oh, wow. And I didn't remember that at all. I did remember sort of keeping company with Chuck Barris for an evening or two. I think right. we probably had dinner together or something, but I didn't remember that. So I did the pilot for the gong show. The game shows I do. Re I mean, I was I was on $20,000 Pyramid. I was yeah. one of their top top money winners many right. times yeah you dominated um, that yeah and i did do um my boyfriend and i did a show called tattletales okay yeah and i remember we were on i don't know if we did it more than once but the one time i remember we were on with rona barrett and her husband rona was a big gossip Right. columnist and journalist in those days and sammy davis jr and alta Vies, his okay. wife and sammy davis jr cheated <laughs> <laughs> right so, when we showed up to do cannibal run it was all i could think of was sammy right. darn you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cheated yeah. so i did that and and um there was an uh, i'm sure i did Hollywood squares once or twice yeah i think you did too did yeah and, right uh, yeah. And I did a couple of pilots for shows that maybe didn't go. So, but you know, in the eighties, it was all, that's all everybody did was game shows. That right. Was, I guess that was our version of reality shows. Yeah, yeah. true. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, speaking of that, are you kind of glad that there wasn't like social media, like back in your heyday? <sighs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Right. yes. Yes. Um, you know, I think the whole industry sort of, in one way, took a turn once, even once people, I mean, People Magazine was sort of the first one. There was the right. photo play. I, I remember I hosted the photo play awards. I don't, again, would have been back probably in the 70s. Right. Photo play was the only magazine, I think, that okay. you know, was about the industry. Once People Magazine came along and the others followed, there from my point of view, there began to become actors who weren't really actors. They were celebrities who had been made, who had been brought to the public eye through the media and who, because of their celebrity, were now deemed actors. And yeah. they weren't very good. Right, you know, yeah. Some of them. Um, so, I mean, I sort of saw that that change take place and uh, and now it's a whole different story i mean now so much casting takes place just depending upon how many instagram followers you have not if you've ever delivered a line before right. but That's you know so if you've got eight million viewers then if you post that i'm going to be on such and such a you know series next week eight million people are going to watch and it doesn't right. matter if you act yeah so, right but you know, yeah, and it'll most, iron out. It'll yeah. iron out. 
<laughs> exactly. And most of those people like have like YouTube stuff and like shows and they do videos. They probably don't even need to, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, try to go on a network show because they're doing exactly. quite well on YouTube, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the, the transition to like horror movies. So you worked with like three amazing directors, John Carpenter with The Fog, you know, Wes Craven, Swamp Thing, and George A. Romero, Creepshow. A uh, couple words on each of them. So we'll start with uh, George A. Romero for Creepshow. Oh, I love George more than anything. He was like, <laughs> he was just a big teddy bear, like a, you know, a, a hippie jazz musician. Right. <laughs> I just, I love George. I would, and he knew it. I mean, I would go anywhere at the drop of a hat to do anything for George for no money if he asked me to, you know. I mean, I loved him as a friend, as a, you know, not only as a director, but uh, he and his wife at the time. And, and uh, I just, it was a really, really, really good man, really lovely man, lovely man. And, and I felt the same way about, obviously, I felt the same way about John. I love Of course, John. right. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't get a chance, I didn't get as close to Wes as I was to George. Right. Because Wes had his hands full with a movie that was very difficult to film. Okay. Uh, we were working very long hours in not great conditions right and he, he was fighting a, a studio that kept pulling the rug out from under him in terms of his budget okay and so he really had his hands full so we didn't do much socializing or anything there just wasn't time you know right but again it, the fact that the movie has been so successful is yeah. a real true tr real tribute to his talent because he had a lot to deal with and he and he made it work yeah I, I love that movie it's great i mean cable is like i probably besides sigourney weaver in like the first alien i mean she's like a the, one of the first kick-ass women <laughs> yeah. action heroes from that time you know she wasn't like the damn damsel in distress she right you know she, <laughs> right. she, you know, she could say she beat the shit out of a lot of those uh soldiers you know and yeah yeah. Other, yeah it was <laughs> Was there ever talk, because I never saw the sequel, was there ever talk about you being in it? Not that I, I was never aware of it, and I never saw the sequel either. I don't know. I don't even know what the storyline was. Right. I, I did I did do the series that just right. yeah. uh, filmed, what, well, again, that was before the pandemic. Right. Um, you know, doing a different role. But uh, I, uh, no, I, nobody ever, nobody ever approached me. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned quickly before Cannibal Run, uh, I mean, one of the, you know, also has everybody in it. It's kind of like Battle of Network Stars where you see everybody on right, screen. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, do you enjoy driving? Was it the Lamborghini, right? Did you actually able you know, to drive that? I, I, I was too short to reach the pedals. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. If I remember correctly, they had to put a, a block of wood <laughs> between my foot and you know so i just the scene and then they take over i write about cannonball run in my memoir right. uh, there are worse things i could do you know uh cannonball run wasn't 
it wasn't as joyful an experience for me as it might have been for some of the other actors. Okay. Um, and and we had a couple of real we had a real tragedy on the set and a couple of other accidents and right. uh, that sort of you know sort of left a, an unpleasant right memory. Yeah. But um, but I loved working with with I was starstruck to work with Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And Dom was fantastic. He was just, he was yeah. a mensch. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And then another comedy, which I, this is, I would probably say one of my five favorite comedies of all time is Back to School. And Back to School. <laughs> yeah, you know, playing, playing Vanessa, you know, real bitch in the, in the movie. Um, what was uh, Rodney like to work with? Oh, Rodney was great. Yeah. He was great. He was, a, he was a real character. He was... Um, he, he was always trying to do his act in the middle of a scene, you know, right. and the director would have to say, Rodney, that's really great, but I don't think it works right here, you know, yeah. he was always ad-libbing and everything, but he was, he was a sweetheart, he was, and um, I found out on my first day of work when I showed up, and there was this line of women standing outside his trailer, right. but Rodney was a real chick magnet, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They all wanted to meet him and, and uh, say hi, and uh, he was a, it was a, a good man. Right. Yeah. I, I had Keith Gordon on a couple of years ago, who played his son in, in the movie. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was sharing some great stories about about him too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you you dramas, horrors, comedy, Broadway, and then for a little bit you did soap operas on General Hospital. So how did that come up? Oh. <laughs> Very few people talk about that. Um, yeah, I did nine months on General Hospital. I mean, I'd rather talk about a Carnival, HBO's Carnival. Right, yeah. that, that was such a wonderful experience. Right. But yeah, they, they asked me to come in and do a month um, as, uh, you know, a, what do I want to say? A, 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 the mentor for one of the other characters on the show. Uh, you know, sort of a straight role and a, a, a very, what do I want to say, good, a good person and all of that. And at the end of the month, the producer <laughs> came to me and said, well, we've got this idea and we want to take it here and here and here. And she's going to end up being a kidnapper and a murderer. And, a <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, is this, uh, you know wait a minute, how do I justify everything I've done in the last month? You know, I had to go back and look over all, I, I fortunately, I kept notes and I looked over <laughs> all of them. But you got her doing this and how, how do you justify? So it was an interesting experience that doing a soap is unlike yeah. anything else, right. you know. And by the time I joined General Hospital, again, for budgetary reasons, there was no rehearsal. There were, you know, we we ran the scene once for the cameras, and then we did it. You know? <laughs> and so uh, it's a different. It requires a different approach to acting and a different technique. And uh, but you know, it was it was something to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned Car Carnival, which is like such a under the radar HBO show, you know, because they have so many great shows and that one was great. I feel it didn't get the recognition it really deserves. And your character, Ruthie, was fantastic in it. Yes. Had it been 
Had it gone one more season, I think it would have really found its audience. Or had it been a little later, it was actually the precursor to almost everything that's on, you know, the air yeah. now in that genre of right. lost and all of the metaphysical things that we see, you know, mm-hmm. or the. Uh, but um, at the time, HBO was just coming off of the success of The Sopranos and Six Feet Under, right? And um, and it was an expensive show to produce. And they just didn't feel that it was garnering enough of a crossover audience to to uh, to merit the cost, and so they pulled the plug. But we had two seasons, and I'm very proud of it. And I love that character. I love the job. It was just a great job. Yeah, I feel like if like streaming was around back then, that would have been a great show to get picked up on streaming. Oh yes. Finish. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, it's still available. I, oh, I, no, of I, course. I'm, yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, it'll never go any further. Right. You know, so then from soaps, you do voiceover work. And probably one of the finest cartoon, uh, cartoon animated series ever is Batman, the animated series. And oh. uh, yeah, you know, playing, you know, voicing Selena Kyle, you know, aka Catwoman. I mean, that cast was fantastic. Um, do, do you guys actually record in the same room when you're able to? They tried to get as many of us together as they could for for an episode. I know I did one episode. I was filming something in Canada. And so I did the entire episode, you know, by myself in a sound booth up in Canada. But whenever, whenever we were all in town, we were all in the same room. And so that was one of the delightful things about it, because I never knew who was going to be guesting you know i mean this ed asner i I feel as though james earl jones was on the show but i never watched it (laughs) right yeah Yeah. i'm not sure but just working with with kevin and we had a fantastic booth director in andrea romano oh totally yeah diane pershing i don't think i ever had any scene or I never did an episode with John Glover who has since become a, a friend okay um, he's great because we, we occasionally we do the comic cons together and that, right. that's how I really met John but I don't think we ever recorded at the same time and but it was a it was a fun job to do didn't yeah. have to get makeup on didn't have to wear a costume you know? <laughs> yeah I know exactly it's a, it's a actor's dream really <laughs> Now, yes. yeah, you know, yes. speaking of, speaking of makeup, you did a spot on Star Trek: Deep Space Nine playing a Romulan. So, how long did that makeup procedure take? By the time I did Deep Space Nine, they had it down to a science, and I I, I do remember my calls were at four thirty, but between airbrushing and the prosthetics and everything, I was out of the out of, I'm sure I was out of the chair by five thirty. My okay. favorite story about that is. Um, at the time, I was going to Gold's Gym here in, right. in North Hollywood, and and uh, I, I'd be on the treadmill or something, and this very nice-looking guy used to come in and work out, and and you know, I never said anything to him, but I always every time he came in, I thought, oh, that's a really good-looking man, and he's he's really looks good and everything, and so I'm sitting in the chair um, at, on Deep Space Nine, and this guy from the gym walks in. And he sits down and he says, hello, I'm Michael Dorn. <laughs> and, 
Right. I didn't recognize him at all. You know? Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, the, the, by that time they had it down. They had it down to a science. Yeah. And then you, I guess you're fortunate enough to be on Babylon 5 that you didn't have to require any prosthetics. <laughs> you know, I don't remember that show. I, I just, I don't remember the character. I do remember that Jeff Conaway was on the show. Yeah. And Jeff, of course, was an understudy in Greece and then went on to play uh, Zuko on Broadway. And, and I guess he was in the movie too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was Kaneki yes, in the movie. I think he know? was. And so there was Jeff, you know, back from my 1972 on Broadway. Right. But I don't remember, I just, I don't remember the character. I remember one thing. I remember being in the, just arriving at the, wherever we shot it, in the parking lot. And Bruce Boxleitner had just come back from India. Okay. And he was talking about the experience of being there. and. Uh, of him being, you know, sort of mobbed by by people who need who were who were needing money, who were begging, you know, grabbing onto him and and asking him for for things, and and it always stayed in my mind because he painted such a vivid picture of what his experience had been like in India. But I don't remember the show. Right. <laughs> sorry. No, that's I'm okay. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Do you like? And people come up to you and say, oh, I remember you in like this show. And you're like, I, I was in that. Did that ever happen to you? <laughs> you know, it just happened not long ago with. Um, an actor came up to me and he said, you know, we did a reading of a play, or we did a presentation of a play at such and such a theater. Uh, I think we rehearsed about three weeks or four weeks. And, and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, the name doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I have no recollection of this. I finally figured it out. You know? I right. mean, I finally went to a friend of mine and said, do you remember my ever doing this? And he said, yeah, yeah. And so, and so, you know, but I don't remember that one at all. Oh. Um, and I still get residuals for something called Judge Dredd. Oh yeah, the movie, right. And I guess I did a voice in Judge Dredd. <laughs> I, have, I have no recollection right. of that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know. Hey, but you'll, you'll you'll take the check. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'll take the check. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when it, like to, it probably cost me more in gas to go cash. Probably. It probably. The check is worth yeah. It, uh, right. It's nice. It's right. Nice. Yeah. So I want to play a quick game. So, so you, since you've done so many different roles, I'm going to name three roles that you were in the, or the show, and three that you weren't. And you okay. let me know which ones you were in or you weren't. Okay. okay. All right. I'll probably know it by the show. I don't know that I'll know it by the right. character. Okay. So let's start with the George Carlin show. I was in the George Carlin show. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, the I did Way one episode of George. Right. Yeah. The Wayans Brothers. Yes. Yes. I do remember that one. Okay. Uh, two for two. Melrose Place. No. 
Okay. Never in Melrose Place. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Sliders. Yes, I did do sliders. Yeah. Am I mixing? Uh, yes, I did do sliders. Right. I think I did. Did yeah. I? <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Daddy Dearest. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. My right. ex-husband produced that with okay. John Rickles and uh, yeah. uh, Richard, Richard Lewis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, two guys like that. How did that only last one season? Um, there was, uh, it was political. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> the, the, I think it was the wife of the head of the network or something didn't like it or something. Uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. political. Oh, okay. All right. And then finally, Nash Bridges. I did do Nash Bridges. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. You, so you... I, re I, 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 I remembered them all. <laughs> yeah, you nailed them. You nailed them. I, I gave you some layups, but yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> All right. Oh, one more I'll throw in. Okay. You did okay. You, okay. Did you do VR5? VR5. Is that the name of the show? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. No, you didn't. Okay. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just pulled that out of my ass. I was just trying to remember some random talk <laughs> show. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I really appreciate your time today, Adrian. I downloaded your autobiography. I'm going to listen to it in Audible when I go back to work. Oh, great. Yeah. So Thank looking you. Forward to Thank that. you. Yeah. And where can people find it? My autobiography? Yeah. Uh, it's for sale uh, as it, um, on Amazon. You can get, you can get the updated version i did a you know i i sort of did a an updated version uh as an ebook uh for kindle or you know however you read right. ebooks uh but yeah it's on it's on amazon and i, I also did a uh, an audiobook of it which may is probably on amazon it may be on itunes i cd baby you know yeah, it's on Audible also. Which yeah, I, I Audible, Audible. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So. All right, great. All right, all right, one more question. So you are home flipping through channels, and one of your many movies or shows come up. Do you sit there and watch it, or you turn the channel off? You know, the channels I watch, none of my movies come up. I watch, right. <laughs> I watch primarily mhz choice and acorn and britbox okay <laughs> so they're, right they're yeah. all international <laughs> thrillers or series or something like that right but let me think let me just think i am very proud of the work that i did on a netflix series called aj and the queen with rupaul okay it was just it was just one episode on aj and the queen but i don't watch netflix very often right um so but serious stuff, I don't know that I've ever had that happen. Uh, something that I did. Because hmm. I remember like, obviously years ago when Swamp Thing first went on HBO, that was oh on. Oh my gosh, like, it was on all the time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> that and you could barely Master. see it. It was so dark on screen. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was almost before we had VCRs. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, but yeah. uh, no, I wouldn't. No, I, 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 I no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine your wildest dreams that, like, you're you're doing a movie like that that 
people would still be watching, like, or just have the ability just to watch it whenever they want. I couldn't have, I, yeah, I couldn't have imagined that. I couldn't have imagined, and I don't think any of us could, with the fog or Escape from New York right. or Swamp Thing or Creep Show, that 40 or 50 years later, 40 years later, people would still be, oh, it's my favorite movie, or oh, I yeah. watch that movie once a month, or, you know, there's one man out there who has the fog somehow set up so that he uses it to go to sleep every night. He plays it on <laughs> right. something and it and it shuts off automatically and he's <laughs> asleep. And I mean, no, none of us ever thought because that just right. That certainly wasn't happening then, you know. Yeah. And it was before the whole autograph convention. Oh, I'm sorry, that's my phone. That's okay. Um, it was before the whole autograph convention thing. And it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Right. And, and if you, yeah. And if you did have an idea of it, you would have been a very rich woman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But I, I, Adrian, once again, I appreciate your time and good luck. Thank you. And a special thanks to Adrian for joining me today. You can follow her on Twitter at abarbo. Her website is also abarbo.com. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first all one nine, or like the page will be my youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Just on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, wherever you can find a podcast. A new episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. I'll see you then. <laughs>